welcome to the Doghouse, your inside look at the Cleveland Browns on SB Nation Dog by Nature. Andy McNamara alongside Matt Florchancy from WKYC Sports in Cleveland. That was the, if you're thinking, what's that song, Andy? It's the soundtrack from Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, which involved heavily the Miami Dolphins and the Browns play the Dolphins. That's the only, that's the only theme I got, Matt. There's not a lot of Dolphins stuff out there. So I went Ace Ventura. So there you go. How are you? I'm hanging in there. How about you? Doing well. I'm doing well. Life-wise, well. Browns-wise, not so much because that that hack of an admit of a, a an administrator. What's he was name? like a, a mediator. Mediator uh, is how I would say. He, he was he was a hearing officer that was appointed by the commissioner, a former NFL player with no legal background. That None. we know. You know, he's not a lawyer. He's not an agent. He's just a ball player, and um, like not to say there. those guys don't know what they're doing, but I think it was it was set up and it was designed for the appeal to be heard and then to be upheld the suspension. It wasn't designed for a legitimate reason. Like it, it, the NFL did this the way they did it because they wanted to protect their commissioner. That's how they do things. It's all a farce. And you're right. Yeah. It, the, now, the, the interesting thing is there's Thrash and then there's another ex-player that were agreed upon between the league and the Players Association. It just seems, Matt, to come out more and more that, like, whoever represents the NFL Players Association, lawyers, whoever, need to all be cleaned out because they have been so fleeced by the commissioner's office. It's incredible. Like, James Thrash is just a yes man. He got told what to do and did it. Like, he had no, what? He was going to go against the commissioner? No. And and the weird thing is it sounds like even if he appeals again that he could be like double jeopardy punished? Like it's 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 insane. Yeah, they would make the punishment worse if he continues to pursue this. That's like That's what my I was God. Told. Any court of like any and you know what again, the players signed off on it, so it is in large part the association's fault for giving the commissioner's office all this power. But Matt, imagine this in real life. Like this would be thrown out of any court anywhere it's like um no that's super illegal so we're not going to allow that like it's it's so insane yeah. the the fact that details got out about what was discussed that's troubling the fact that the guys who heard the appeal took the twitter like 15 yeah minutes after the decision was read very unprofessional how it was handled, but I'm not. I can't say I'm surprised. No. I expected it to go how it went. That he wasn't going to win an appeal and wasn't going to get a set number of games. The NFL couldn't let a set number of games be placed on somebody using a helmet as a weapon. If they said, "Oh, that's six games," well, somebody could do that in the middle of the season and be good to go for the postseason and be like, "Ah, it's only six games. It's not a big deal." Right. Right, and and then all the the different stuff about all the sun coming out that Mason Rudolph uttered a, a, a racial slur, but nobody else heard it. But Miles Garrett said it, it did, and it, it's just it's there's so many different layers. It's so frustrating. It's hard to remember that there's actually a game on Sunday that the Browns. Oh, I don't know, need to win. You tell me that with all the cameras. And all the microphones that you can hear every pad pop and click and helmet collision that you couldn't hear that. And you got all of your research done in like 
15 hours. You know, you did interviewed all these people. Apparently, they interviewed a couple of the game officials and a couple players, and that was their thorough analysis of Miles's claim. Right. This is uh, this is the league that burnt tapes rather than let them be made public what the Patriots did. They are trying to, again, protect a stalwart franchise because if it was true, and I'm not saying it won't be amazing because I don't know. we, We don't know. But if it was true that a Steeler player said something racial to another player, the NFL would look absolutely ridiculous. Because the Rooney Rule, which is put the in by the Sportsmanship Pittsburgh. Award, is named after Art Rooney. Yeah, there's a rule about interviewing minority candidates for front office and coaching positions and coordinator positions called the Rooney Rule. Like that would yeah. be very, very bad. That would be a bad look. It and would. to be honest with you, I'm again, I'm not saying it was said. I'm saying that from the beginning, though. It did have a kind of off feel to it. It didn't seem like that was just a, oh, he tried to rip my helmet yeah. off. I'm going to rip his and beat him half to death with it. Like, uh, there ha- I more. claimed it that night that something had to have been said at the bottom of that pile for Miles to snap the way he did. That, yeah, that, that's, now, that's how I feel, too. It could be my bias because I want to believe that, right. but that's just how I feel. Well, it seems so out of character. Like, we're not talking about Vontae's Perfect or James Harrison or some snap show guy with a reputation who's like, well, no, he's just crazy, uh, and then that makes total sense. Completely out of character. The, the, tr- the, the only troubling part to me about this, Matt, and I, again, I don't know Miles Garrett personally, just from what you hear about him and all that. It seems like he's a pretty genuine, down-to-earth, honest guy. So I, I I believe him, but if there's no evidence, what can you do? My only issue is, why not come out straight away with that, like in the locker room? Like, why not still be haunting, like, this guy called me blank, blank, blank. If you have that, Matt, if you come out with that right away, the total narrative switches, one instantly. So I don't know why that wasn't brought up to the forefront and it was kind of said afterwards, because it does look a little fishy, if it gets brought up as like maybe like a last tempt excuse to try to get something reduced, if it happened, why not come right out with it? Like that, there's your there's your ace in the hole. I think that's how he viewed it as the magic bullet to the whole situation, and that it was going to go in his favor. Clearly, Miles bet on the wrong horse. He got come some bad right advice. Away. Come out right away. Like in I, the interview, to be honest, I, I would if somebody told me something. I would be very hard-pressed if somebody stuck a microphone in my face and asked me a question about it to hold back. I don't know why he uh, – yeah, I don't know why he would. And also, no matter which team you're on, if there's something racial said, like it's not like this is even a, a Ben Roethlisberger and, – and it doesn't matter on the individual, but players on the Steelers I'm sure would not have tolerated that either. Like that goes beyond well, a teammate. Yeah. I made the argument that – if Marquise Pouncey heard somebody say that, he would not have leapt to the, his defense quite like he did. He might have but stomped on Rudolph. I also go to the other card that Mason Rudolph was supposed to have his weekly press conference yesterday. And he was said to be so distraught over the reports, he couldn't talk to the media. 
he had to go focus on practice. Now, if somebody's putting my name on Front Street in a negative light, I am getting in front of every freaking microphone I can and denying it to the holy high heavens. Now, his lawyer did come out and put on social media a statement, not from Rudolph specifically, but from the lawyer, and it made it kind of give the vibe that it might be like a – like they're all about – trying to like sue or, or you know what I mean? Like it came off like a maybe. Yeah. I mean, he could sue, sue him for, uh, I can't remember if it's libel, I think, or, or slander. I I know one's print, one word, right? but he could, he honestly, if Miles has nothing to prove his, his claim, how does Rudolph think he's going to sue and then prove his case? Yeah. Because it's really a he said, he said yeah. situation. There, if there's no like and there's nothing, you can't prove it either way. Well, yeah, Matt, that, that's it. That's the situation. So it didn't go in Miles Garrett's favor. The other side, Pouncey's suspension got reduced from three to two, which is the extra slap in the face to Browns fans. Now, ultimately, uh, he will still miss the Browns Steelers game, and Mason Rudolph blows as a quarterback. Steelers aren't going anywhere. So football wise, I don't really care. But it's just, again, okay, you reduce that. Joby suspension stays for just essentially belly body checking Rudolph. Like, that seemed like that could have been wiped out. It just appears, Matt, and we're close to it. We're pro-Browns all the way. But it seems like a total hack job once again to screw over the poor sad sack Browns, protect those pissed yellow and black Steelers, and their garbage. And that's what it seems like to me. And by the way, Mason Rudolph is just... Like, does he just not come off, Matt, as, like, that that annoying daddy's boy prep school guy who, who has friends because his, his, his family's rich and he's in the, the clubs and stuff like that and no one really likes him? Like, it looks like a couple generations of first cousins might have been a bit too close for Mason Rudolph and his fat face because I'm sick of Mason Rudolph and we have all this stuff on social media, too, coming out. Uh, our good friend Kelly from, uh, Kelly Adotti from Ohio from St. Clairsville uh, uh, is calling him, um, quote, Little Rudy. You know, it's just like, oh, little Rudy's upset. It's just, it just seems ridiculous. So Mason Rudolph, this might be the one and only time I'm cheering for the Cincinnati Bengals to come in and kick your ass. And I hope you get pummeled in the legal way on the football field. Well said. I agree. Uh, There's my disclaimer. (laughs) In two weeks time when the Browns get their rematch that they, they take out some frustration on the Steelers legally. Yeah. But I hope they take a lot more out on the Dolphins this week well, because it's fresh and it's the game at hand and they have to focus on, you know, this thing called a game. I, I, I'm so looking forward to this game, actually, because it'll be something I can talk about that doesn't involve lawyers oh, and know. appeals and that. suspensions and brawls and helmet-to-head <laughs> contact. Like, just, I'm very much looking forward to getting back to football. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm totally with you. This is the, this is what concerns me, Matt. It's like, all right, you have the Miami Dolphins who have given up, I believe, the third most points in the NFL this year, have scored the second fewest points, but you have Ryan Fitzpatrick who on any given day can chuck up 400 and also get picked off three times. But it, it, you have that bit of a walker. There's no running game. They're awful, but they've still won two games. They play hard for Brian Flores. So I'm just concerned, Matt, like, we're going to find out what this mental makeup is of this Browns team. It's a different situation, obviously, than the um, uh, Broncos game where the Browns should have gone in and, and won and, and just got beat up. 
Boy, I, I'm just, I got a bad feeling about them overlooking this Dolphins team and, and being a shocker. And that would be the ultimate extra slap in the face here. Yeah, this is a trap game, yeah. obviously, but we're going to see how mentally strong they are. To, really. to a man, they, they to to a man, they all have said, "Hey, look, we you know we love Miles, we support him, we're there for him, but we got to focus on the game here. Like we have a game to play. Miles is not anymore. He's not. So we have to handle our business." And I applaud them for that because that could have been easy. I mean, they're missing a cornerstone player. And yet they know that they still have an opportunity to do something special with this season, even without Miles Garrett. Yeah, they really have to treat it, Matt, like a season-ending injury, right? It's like, okay, he's he's yeah. Gone. I mean, that's that's essentially what it is. I mean, he, he's done for the season and he's not coming back, and you have to find a way to replace him. Now you're not going to replace him with one guy, but. You have talent there. Chris Smith is a talented defensive end. He made the roster for a reason. Chad Thomas is a talented defensive end. He was drafted highly, and he was kept on this roster despite a lot of additions up front in free agency for a reason. Yeah. Olivier Vernon, if he is able to come back, he is on this roster for a reason because they can all get home to the quarterback, and they can all – Really, really do a good job to help contain the running game. Now he is, the problem with Miami is they they don't run the, they no, don't run the damn ball. They can't. And like you said, Fitzpatrick could throw for four fifty, you know, without blinking an eye. Yeah, like they they throw the ball fifty times, and there's no running game. Like Kalen Belange and that offensive line are awful. Like Matt, he averages pitcher folks just take an average step forward, just just an average step, and that's. How that's the 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 rush per carry average for Kalen Balage. That's that's where that's where you're at. There's absolutely nothing there. Now, Matt, uh, Olivier Vernon, um, he hasn't practiced yet this week, right? He's pretty doubtful for Sunday. They're holding out some hope that he may be able to go at some point, but yeah, it's looking like he might be missing another week. Okay. And then maybe keep him right for the, for the Pittsburgh game back, uh, back there. So yeah, you got, yeah, listen, you don't have the fact oh, of Miles boy. Garrett. You don't have the fact of um, teams having a game plan and double team Garrett and that opening things up for other people. Devereaux Lawrence is going to get a lot of playing time. We liked him in preseason. He's flashed. Well, he's going to get a lot of playing time with Larry Ogunjobi missing this game as well. So it's, it's going to be Matt. I think the Browns have to come out focused, precise, accurate and disciplined to this Dolphins game. Because if they come out all, all all, 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 squirrely and wild and all that, then it's another bad reflection on Freddie Kitchens. This might be his biggest test yet. If you can keep this team under all this contained and focused with the distractions, then maybe Freddie Kitchens will be able to earn a little bit of a longer look and lengthen that leash a bit. Yeah, if they come out and get boat raced by a oh very hapless Miami oh. team one-dimensional then I think the writing's on the wall. What's going to happen shortly thereafter? Happen against the Broncos. Um, but if they come out focused and they handle their business and they play a complete game like they're supposed to, I think that's going to go a long way in helping Freddie keep the job. Yeah, like the thing is, they should have done that in the Broncos game. Different situation and, and much more controversy around it, but they didn't. And that was on the road, and this is at home. I'll say this too, Matt. If the Bengals are ever going to win a game, I think they win this one. I, if I'm laying down some money, Pittsburgh favored by six and a half, who's scoring the points? Like Boswell's going to have to kick all, all these. Mason Rudolph is garbage. 
You won't have Juju Smith-Schuster. You won't have Deontay Johnson. You pretty much have James Washington and a banged-up running running back core. So I think it's going to be an ugly game. But come on, Cincinnati. Let's go. Get get your one win. Make it against the Steelers and just make them look like the pathetic fools that they are. And put that narrative on them like, hey, you gave up the first win to the Bengals. That would be sweet. It's in Cincinnati. Could happen. Anything can happen in the NFL. Well, we, and, and we saw that. We we see this. Who would have thought we'd be talking about face masks and crotch kicks and slurs and and, and double suspensions and all that nonsense? Um, so we look at that, Matt. And for the Browns, David Njoku uh, is he trending to play this week, or is he he's off the IR? He's eligible, but it, it sounds like he might not play just yet. What are you hearing? Yeah, I I wouldn't imagine he would have a huge role even if he did play. I'm leaning more towards they're going to try and ha- hold him out another, you know, another week. Um, he actually revealed something that we actually didn't happen. He had surgery on his wrist. Yeah. Um, he said he had it about a month ago because the healing process wasn't working quite as fast as he would have liked. So he tried to help the process along and underwent uh, surgery. He, the, he's been out for eight plus weeks. And for six of those weeks, he wasn't able to catch with both hands. Wow. So he's got a lot of rust to shake off. And I know he's athletically a freak and just a really good athlete, but you know, Demetrius Harris, Stephen Carlson, Farrell Brennan, they've been holding down the fort for the last two months. Ricky Seals-Jones. Maybe give them another week, uh, R- Ricky Seals-Jones too. Um, you know, let them have another week and let Njoku um, come along a little slowly. Yeah, get, get him back up. And by the way, folks, for your fantasy football team, that's a nice pickup. He's, uh, his ownership has dropped substantially. If you can afford the stash of David Njoku down the stretch – that's somebody who, he's got his drop issues, but that's someone you can pick up at a, a decimated fantasy position at tight end. All right, Matt, let's get to our Cleveland Whiskey predictions for Sunday. And folks, of course, hey, I enjoyed some Cleveland Whiskey last night, the 87. Christmas bourbon is out. I can't, I, I, I can't come to Canada. I got to make a bootleg trip down to Buffalo or something, but check out where it's available near you. It's outside, available outside of Ohio. The Christmas bourbon, a must try. Also the 87, the award-winning Black Cherry the Underground Series, just spectacular on ClevelandWhiskey.com, too. They have great recipes for fall, for the holiday season, and all that. So check it out, ClevelandWhiskey.com, and where it's available near you if you're outside of Ohio. All right, Matt. Dolphins, Browns. The Browns are double-digit favorites at home, 10-and-a-half. Where are you going? I don't know that they cover that spread, but they get the win. I'm going to go 28 20 Browns. Ooh, I'll say I think the Dolphins cover. Uh, I do. I think it's not going to be that that much of a um that much of a blowout. So I will say I'm just trying to get the math right here. I'll say 24 let's say 24 for the Browns. Just doing that 18 19 20 23 20. Okay, so I have to go higher than that. We'll do 24 20. 24 20 Browns. Maybe they'll, they'll uh, make it a little interesting. All right. They'll make it a little interesting. There. That sounds good. We'll do that. We were, we were both doing some quick math there. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're testing our education systems. We're, we're, we're both, uh, yeah, we're both public school kids, right, Matt? So we're, uh, you know, do, we, we, we do what we can. No, actually, I'm not. But... <laughs> oh, no? <laughs> well, I no. <laughs> no, that was a, 
that was a decision that was out of my hands. Oh, but, there you uh, go. <laughs> I, I, I was always, I always had a natural aptitude for math. So oh. I was calculating in my head. I'm like, okay, if the Dolphins cover, that means they have to lose by less than 10 and a half. So I have to make this an eight-point game. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so you know what? Either way, I don't care if it's ugly. I don't care how it turns out. Just get the win, Cleveland. Just get the win. Then you're on a three-game winning streak. You're five and six, and you can then focus on stomping the Steelers next week. Go Bengals. Go Browns. Matt, you're going to have a whole bunch of articles out, uh, even more so at WKYC.com sports and uh, on Twitter at Matt Fleurjancic, right? Yeah, after the week of suspensions and appeals stories, I'm finally starting to trend my way back to mm. football. Oh. Had a story up this morning about Nick Chubb uh, and the Browns feeling like he he exemplifies everything they want in a football player. Oh yeah, uh, I've got a look at Baker Mayfield's uh, resurgence because of his ability to win at the turnovers. Uh, and then I got a couple other stories too. One maybe about Jarvis Landry uh, going up against his old team and what his new teammates think he's going to put up against Miami. Yeah. Hey, there's a storyline too. Absolutely. Can't wait to read that one. Uh, you can follow me as well. On I Twitter. wish Adam Gase was still the coach. Oh. Though. That's the one piece of this puzzle. Yeah. Um, I, I really think Jarvis has an issue with him more than Miami itself. He still lives in Miami, so he likes the city. Well, the, the, the weather is pretty sweet, uh, and there's so many, so much turnover there. But, yeah, we'll, hey, we'll see. Be nice for Jarvis. Nice for OBJ. This would be a great breakout game for OBJ. You know, get him a touchdown. Get him some target. Try to air it out a little bit and give, give OBJ some feel-good stuff going into the next Steeler game. That, that would be nice as well. Yeah, all that would be great. Just take as much momentum into that yeah. stadium across the border that you can. And I'm being nice. I'm trying to be nice today because it's the – Dead gum holiday season is a, is upon us, so try and be a little nicer. Right, Matt, you know what? The sound that you hear when you drive through Pittsburgh and exit it is the sound of a toilet flushing because that's what that city and that franchise is. Screw you, Pittsburgh and Mason Rudolph. Love you, Matt. You can be the nice one. Uh, <laughs> that'll do it. Let, let's end on that note. I think that's a good that's a good place to end. Hashtag- Most people think I'm the villain, so being the nice guy is actually kind of the uh, – you, you, you can be the baby face. Different role for me. You can be the baby face here, yeah. Hashtag screw you, Pittsburgh. Uh, hit us up on Twitter what you think about this game coming up and the whole Miles Garrett situation at AndyMCD1 at Matt Fleurjancic. Brought to you by Cleveland Whiskey. We will talk to you hopefully, and I ex- fully expect a victory Monday. You've been listening to The Doghouse on SB Nation's Darts by Nature.